Alan Kring Productions, in association with the Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Spring Semester 2023. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is uh, Professor Alan Kring of the Department of Finance, Insurance, and Law here at Illinois State University. You can call me Professor Kring or Professor C, and I will give you the same formality. We're not on a first name basis here. This is FIL 240, Section 2, uh, Business Finance. And I'm going to go through the difficult part of the course here in this first part of this first lecture, the thou shalts and the thou shalts nots, give you a summary of the syllabus and talk about some of the fundamental concepts that are going to be covered in this class. I also have a representative from Cengage who is going to show you how to get the best deal possible for your needs as you register for Cengage <coughs> here uh, for this course. Uh, just a couple of quick uh, learning uh, points before I let Chris take up the stage is that I caution you that I am a loud, aggressive teacher and I come right up to you and I anticipate that you will answer me uh, in some meaningful way whenever I talk to you. I talk fast, I cover a lot of material, some of it is not in the book. And so the tests, the quizzes, and the uh, exams are based upon lectures. And then the homework is based upon, in Cengage, is based upon the textbook. And there will be a few times in this class where the textbook and I will disagree. Uh, if we do disagree, uh, who's going to be right? You. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're, he's good. Uh, I tend to be uh, kind of loud and I go through things in somewhat of what seems like a disorganized fashion. I know what I'm doing though. I've been teaching for 42 years. I'm a high school dropout. I started, I just went to college. I flunked out of college, so I joined the Army and I finished, got my honorable, and then I went back out. I was a traveling gospel evangelist with my brother's tour for a while and did some other things like DJ work and then I went to Ohio State. I taught there for nine years. I teach math, I taught math there, mathematics there. I've taught economics, English, paralegal, transcription, uh, court reporting, and other subjects. I have Asperger's syndrome, which is on the autism spectrum. That's why I'll seem a little strange to you sometimes, the way I approach subject matter, the, the aggressiveness of my uh, style. You'll get used to it. I, got, uh, I ran a brokerage house for a brief period, 48 hours I believe it was before I was shut down, but I was got into consulting in the late 80s. Somewhere along the line, I stumbled into the big league and I was working with rainmakers. Those are the people who bring money to the table of business ventures. And I did not know at the time where their money was coming from, but I eventually did. And I got out of consulting, lucky to have my life and my freedom because it got really bad. And I did some uh, other things. 
For the past 10 years, I have been the owner and uh, operator of a corporation called Emergent Light Studio. When I'm not a professor of a mathematical quantitative subject, I'm an artist and photographer. I bring all of my stories to the table here. I tell you theory and I say here's how it works in practice and I tell you examples and cases from my own files of what, is ha what happens out there in the business world. And um, as a matter of fact, I will talk uh, extensively about that company and many other companies in this course. I podcast all of my lectures and they are available on my own website as well as on Apple iTunes. I was one of, many years ago, I was one of the first education podcasters that iTunes took on, and I've been there ever since. I'll show you how to access my lectures uh, after the Cengage representative has spoken, so that you will be able to go to my lectures and listen to them and fill in notes and all of that good stuff. As far as the syllabus is concerned, read it. You'll see the rules of the class. You're not supposed to be using computers unless I say bring out your computers because I will pour Excel at you in certain parts of this course because we need to get you all up to speed with Excel. Businesses are yelling at us because they're saying students are putting Excel on there as a skill they have and they don't know Excel. So I have a program and I'll explain this to you where you can get certification in Excel and then you can legitimately put it on your resume. So that will be one of the aspects of this course, but also read the syllabus, make sure you understand my expectations of you and what you need to have to be successful in my course. Without further ado, I'm going to turn this over to the Cengage representative, Chris Olson, who will take you through how to get registered for the course in Cengage. How's everybody doing today? How many of you have seen me at least once today? All right, well, I'll try and make it more exciting than the first time. So my name's Chris Olson. I work for Cengage Learning. I've been doing this for about 12 years now. Uh, my favorite part of the semester is this time of the semester because I get to come in front of classrooms instead of talking to instructors. You guys are a little bit more receptive. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about MindTap a little bit. I wanted to make sure real quickly, how many of you were able to actually log into MindTap so far? A couple of you, several of you, good, good. Um, for those, that you, those of you who weren't, that's no problem. We're going to go ahead and start a few things here in just a moment. There we go. So as I mentioned before, we're going to get logged into MindTap. Everybody here knows, how, knows what MindTap is for the most part. It's kind of, it's, you've seen McGraw-Hills Connect. You've seen Pearson MyLabs. MindTap is our version, usually better than the ones I just previously mentioned. We're going to get you logged in. There's the ebooks going to be attached to that. You'll see some assignments in there. But first and foremost, I want to make sure you guys know about the support site, okay? Every single semester, I do probably 60 or 70 of these sessions, and I show this screen, and usually within the first week of classes, I get an onslaught of emails from instructors who have gotten emails from their students saying they can't log into MindTap, okay? Most of the time, those fixes are pretty easy, and we'll talk about some of the things not to do so you don't have issues, but we want to make sure you go to the support site first before emailing your instructor. That's just going to keep things... Um, it'll keep a record of it, and if you email him, he's going to email me, and I'm going to send you here. So we want to make sure that you get your questions answered, and we'll talk about the support site in a little bit. Um, peak times, using the chat is easier. We do have customer service over the phone. Ours are located in Independence, Kentucky, not in India, like some of your other people might be. Um, we, we like to keep everything in the States, in-house, so keep that in mind as you're going through. 
Um, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes. How many of you know what Cengage Unlimited is? How many of you are using Cengage Unlimited? Okay. For those of you who don't know what Cengage Unlimited is, it's kind of like our version of Netflix. We're going to give you a subscription, and that subscription for one semester is $124.99. That will give you access to every single course you're looking on here and any ones that have been added since fall. Okay? We're going to keep adding these as we go. I just took over all the disciplines at ISU, and I plan to double this list by the next year. Um, so the idea here is you're paying $124.99 for one semester or $189 for one calendar year. And that calendar year means if you guys are looking at your courses ahead in the fall or in the summer, that that 189 will account for spring, fall, or spring, summer, and fall. So you'd have a whole year's worth of access. So as you start to look at your courses in the fall, see if they're using a Cengage book. Most instructors who teach one course in the spring usually teach the same thing in the fall. And you can look at Course Finder and it will tell you or not. Okay? So keep that in mind. You can also rent a textbook through Cengage Unlimited. Uh, we, allow one, we allow you to rent as many books as possible if you're using them in a course. Uh, it's a free rental. All you have to do is pay the shipping and handling. It's about $9.99, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, we actually send the return label out to you. So all you have to do is, at the end of the semester, put the return label on it, drop it to UPS, off you go. Okay? How many people like the ebooks better than a, a real text? Okay? Some of you like the real text better. This is a good option for Cengage Unlimited. It will send it to you, uh, and it's the hard balance, not that loose leaf one that falls apart that you put in a binder. Um, it's actually the full bound text. Okay? So how do we get into MindTap? Well, you'll notice inside the course, there is a Cengage MindTap button. Uh, we'll go live here in just a second, but I want to make sure that everybody sees this great big blue box up here. Okay? It's absolutely important that you do not use Safari or Internet Edge. That usually is what the large percentage of our tech issues are. People are using Safari or Edge. It's not that it won't work. It just won't work when you need it. Okay? I had one, one student who came up and wanted to have a long conversation about it with me. And I explained her, I've been doing this for 12 years. I've been working with MindTap for the last eight. It just doesn't work, okay? Make sure Chrome or Firefox. So if you're using a Mac, download Chrome, download Firefox, whichever is easier for you. They both work great. I use them, both of those on my computer. If you're an Edge guy, use something else, okay? All right, so let's go live real quick here into the actual course. And we'll slide on over here. Are there any questions before I get started? Up in the back? Oh, thought you raised your hand, sorry. So we're going to go into the course here. We're in section two. So what we're going to do is click on Cengage MindTap. Let me make sure I'm in studio. Okay. The last couple times it's been kind of finicky as to whether it's going to work or not. So depending on how fast it is, it's going to kick us out into our payment required screen. Should here in a moment. Thinking. There we go. So what it's going to do is going to tell you that payment is required now. Has anybody gone to the bookstore and bought the bundle at all? Or the access code from the bookstore? Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you remember how much it was? Pretty expensive? Probably like $130, yeah. $130? Okay. Uh, was that the Cengage Unlimited access code? Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that helps me because I know, I will tell you, Cengage Unlimited through Cengage or Amazon should be, should be through us it's $124.99. If you go to the bookstore, if you have to go to the bookstore, that's fine. Um, but I will tell you they are upcharging it. It used to be we had a lock on it. Um, but once we had to raise the price a little bit, they cut their margins and decided they're going to charge whatever they want. I have one school that's charging $140 for a $124.99 code. So uh, keep that in mind. But if you have to go to the bookstore for financial aid purposes or scholarship or whatever grants, that's fine. Just keep that in mind. But for now, you don't have to do anything today. The good thing is you have until the 30th to make a decision. Today, all we're going to do is click continue. 
When I click continue, it's going to give me my pricing options. This is one of the few classes that I am in every semester that it always ends up being more expensive than Cengage Unlimited. So just to get the access for MindTap and the ebook in this class is $155. So automatically, you're all, almost saving $30 right out of the gate. Okay? If you're taking more than one Cengage course, you're saving even more money. So um, if you do like to spend money, go ahead and do the $155, click buy product. But if you don't like to spend more money than you need to, uh, we want to click temporary access. When I click on temporary access, that's going to give me into the course. You'll also notice over here, if you decide that you want to do the 12-month Cengage Unlimited, that's going to give you $189.99. And like I said before, that's a full calendar year. They say two terms, but what it really means is we're going to give it to you for a whole calendar year. So keep that in mind as you guys are going through. But like I said, you don't have to do anything for now. You just have to click on temporary access. Now, once you've made that connection from Reginet into Cengage, you no longer have to go into Reginet to get into MindTap. You can do it straight from your homepage. They'll give us a splash screen here. We'll go ahead and X out of that. Skip the tour because we're going to talk about MindTap here today. But what you'll notice here in my homepage, it's going to show me all the courses I'm in, and it's going to show me my expiration date. It's very important that you guys pay attention to that due date. We call it a grace period is what we call it in our business. So you have a grace period until 1.30, January 30th. If for some reason you don't pay before that, it will lock you out of the course. It still keeps all your assignments, but it locks you out. And I always get a deluge of emails right around the end of the month because that's when the grace period ends. And people forget that this temporary access means temporary, okay? So make sure that before the 30th, you're doing some type of an option by going up and clicking on review purchase options up here, okay? When I click review purchase options, it's going to show me all the courses I'm taking and then tell me what the total spend would be or if I'm using Cengage Unlimited. This is a great example of how your savings can be. So I'm taking just three or four classes, $833 for the books. And some of those are just ebooks, $40 ebooks. But Cengage Unlimited, $124. So that just shows you the amount of savings you can get through Cengage Unlimited, okay? Any questions about that? Seem like a good deal? Yeah. Seems like we're giving it away. It's actually kind of interesting. We, as a company, when I first started, we used to be called Cengage because our prices were so high. Um, then we lowered our prices. Then we started doing electronic, which was great. We got more of the digital marketplace, but our net sales went down because nobody's buying print books. So now they started to crank the prices up on the print books. So I just tell people, stay away from the print as much as you can. Do Cengage Unlimited. Do the rental. It's always going to be cheaper than buying an actual physical book. Okay? So let's go back into the course here real quick. So as we enter into MindTap, as I mentioned before, you do have assignments that are in here. You do, did I push the ebook? I think I did. Yep. This is the ebook. If you like to use the ebook separately, we actually want to get in the course. Sorry. We do give you access to a separate tile that says e-textbooks, so we're not charging you twice for something. We're just giving you that as an additional to the actual MindTap. So if you want to know what's due, you can click on the calendar. You'll see it here. You don't have anything that's due until Sunday the 29th. That's going to be one of the assignments. Basically what you have due in all of, these, um, all of the MindTap is mostly assignments. Okay? There might be an Excel activity or two in there, but I believe most of it is just the assignments. So let's kind of talk about the assignments a little bit. So the assignments we set up, it's kind of an interesting program. You'll see how everything is sectioned out in here, and after each section, you've got three attempts. Now, when I was in school, we had quizzes or assignments. If we didn't have three attempts, first of all, if we got something wrong, if we got an assignment, we bombed an assignment, 
we had to go to our instructor. You had to call them, uh, fax them, email them when it was first started, or sit outside their office hours. And you can always tell when someone didn't, when the instructor didn't do a very good job explaining something on an assignment because the line was out the door. But this particular type of assignment, it sets it up a little bit differently. This is going to give you three tries, but what it's going to do is it's going to give you three tries to get the best possible answer. So I'm going to go through here. This is a short one, so it's really easy to show. There's only two points possible. When I click grade it now, that's the same as clicking save. So there is no save button. You're just clicking grade it now. Now you can see here I got 0.4 out of 2. Not so great. But the thing I like about this is you can see all the explanations on why I got something wrong. Now I have the ability to go back down to the bottom of the page, click on try another version. It's going to give me a similar set of questions, not the same questions. Okay? The way this program is revolutionary is because it's giving you the feedback. The way students don't like it is because they can't cheat as much. Okay? I'm sure someone's probably found a way to game this program because everybody does. But the idea behind this is we want you to actually learn the concept. So as you go back in to try another version, it's going to spit out another version of the problem set. Each one of these problem sets has about 12 variants of each one of those sections. So you're going to see a lot of different things thrown at you. If you're sitting next to someone trying to do the assignment together, you're going to have a difficult time because it's going to keep spitting other things out at you. Let's go back here real quick. We'll go back in there. You'll also notice here it shows in progress. A lot of times I have students who say, you know, I don't understand why my, I'm not seeing my score in my tab. Well, that's because if you haven't gone through all three attempts and clicked I'm done great assignment now, it's still going to show in progress. For example, if this will open back up again. So now you can see in here I've exhausted one attempt on that assignment. I don't want to click this I'm done great assignment now because I still have three attempts on all of these particular sections to do that. That's the great thing about this particular assignment. The way it's built is you can go in, do one try. You can go in and do one try on each question, see how well you do. If you don't do so well on a couple, go back in your second and your third. But only click I'm done great assignment now once you are finished. When you click I'm done, it's going to ask you why because that's incomplete. <laughs> and it will ask you the same thing if you don't do all three tries. But now that I've clicked I'm done great assignment now, that little dot, the little dots there go to a green check mark. That's when you know that it's done. Okay? But do not do that until you've exhausted all of your tries. The other thing to realize too is this is due on Sunday at 11.59 p.m. That means that it has to be done and submitted or you have to have hit grade it now on your last attempt in order for it to count. Anything after 11.59 will stop grading. You'll keep kicking, clicking grade it now and just put a bunch of red X's on every answer. So make sure that if I'm a smart student and it's 11.45 on a Sunday night and I haven't started one, and this, this one's 40 points, it had 17 questions. As you get down further into some of those chapters, there's some that have close to 20 responses that are in there. But if I'm going to give myself all three tries, 15 minutes is not going to be long enough. Okay? So make sure you're dipping in here, doing a couple problem sets, dipping out, and then getting back in there before that Sunday to make sure you're getting the highest score. Okay? Any questions on that? All right. So let's talk about, real quick, we'll talk about the ebook that each, is in each chapter as well. There's an ebook section for you. There's also this why this is important. We do this as practice, but it's just kind of an interesting thing to look at and find out in each chapter why it's important. I, call, I like to call this a so what. 
You know, there's always that one student, why am I learning? This is stupid. I'm not going to use this. Well, this is why I put these in here. It's why is it important? It's going to give you the same three attempts to determine why it's important to you. This is a good precursor before you come into lecture that week. You'll be able to take a look at that. So keep that in mind as you guys are going through your studies. It's not counts towards grade. It's set to practice. Um, the chapter is broken up into different sections. We do that to make things easier for you guys. So that if there's a particular topic that you're struggling with, you can go back and look at it. Um, inside the ebook, there's lots of things we can do. You can click the question mark and it'll tell you everything you can do. Question mark is kind of always your friend. The question mark inside the ebook tells you what to do. The question mark up at the top gives you the help center, quick tour, all sorts of stuff you can do. But in the ebook, you have the ability to highlight. You have the ability to highlight in different colors. And then you also have the ability to make certain notes. So does anybody here use post-it notes at all? Not so much anymore. In here, you can put, let's say, Kring says this is important. So if I'm in the ebook and I've been to class and my notes say this is important, I'm going to highlight this and put a little digital posting note. When I'm done, I can aggregate everything into, come on, into the study hub. That's the study hub over here. I'm not going to go through how to do a, a chapter study guide. There is a tutorial in there you can take a look at that walks through that. But this is probably the one thing I think students overlook, that you can take all your highlights and notes and terms and everything else and put them into a study guide in about 30 seconds versus having to go back through the book or the notes or what you've printed out. You can print from the ebook. Um, I always get the question, can we print the whole ebook? Sure, go ahead and try. It prints a section at a time, which is about two pages. Um, it takes a little bit of time to print, so you'll probably run on ink and paper and time. And, but if you've got nothing but time on your hands, feel free. The reason why we want to make sure you can print from the ebook is if it's something important that you've covered in class or that you're going to cover in class, it's nice to have that kind of printed sheet. For those of you who are, who are more paper folks, this will give you the opportunity to print that section out. Okay? You also have the opportunity to have it read to you. You can click on the read speak function. Consequences of having a short run focus. Ideally, managers adhere to this long. So if you're sitting doing something else in your dorm room or apartment or cooking dinner, hit the play button. You can at least listen to it. Some people are audio learners. Um, I'm one of them. Uh, if I hear something, I usually remember it better than seeing it on paper. Um, but you can also go through and change the voice if you want to screw around a little bit. We actually put in, you can change the speed. Uh, you can also change the accent. Uh, we have a male and female Australian, so if any of you are... Uh, Hugh Jackman fan or a Nicole Kidman fan. I used Keith Urban in the last three classes, so I was trying to find a different Australian actor. Um, if you like that, you can always change it. We are very big in Australia, believe it or not, um, so that's why we have that accent in there. So you can always change things around, and that becomes your default once you click on the read speak. So if I click on it again now here. Consequences of having a short run focus. Ideally, managers adhere to. Really slow. But that's okay. Not everybody reads at the same speed, and that's why we put it in there. Some people comprehend things differently, so we want to be able to reach all sorts of different learners. Okay? Um, if you need to make the font bigger, you can always click the A's. It'll ask you how big do you want to make the font, which is kind of nice. If you wear glasses like me and you keep forgetting to wear them, it's kind of nice to make the font a little bit bigger. Okay? So in the ebook, you've got highlighting notes. You can turn it to a study hub. You can have it speak to you. You can make it bigger. You can print it. Your assignments, you get three opportunities. To get the best score, it's going to take the best score. Timing, make sure you have it done and submitted before that time frame starts. And then we'll go real quickly to the support page. And then I'll get out of here. 
So we go to the support page. It should sign me in since I'm already signed in. So this is what you're going to see once you log in. You'll be able to see all the different. Here's our knowledge base. So if you have an error message you're getting, type in the error message, click the question mark. If you have to want to look at top articles, frequently asked questions, you want to know more about Sengage Unlimited or rentals, you can click there. Um, if you do have to click a support case, we want you to open a support case, put in as much information as possible, including any screenshots we want you to upload. Okay? You can upload files. That helps the tech on the other end know everything about you. If you just call the number or hop on a chat, first thing they're going to ask you is what school are you from? What type? What, what learning management system? What problem are you having? Which platform? You fill all this out first, create a case, and then just pop right on a chat. And the first thing they're going to ask you is what's your case ID? You'll give them that. They'll be able to have all that information in front of them, help you guys out. If they tell you there's nothing we can do, it's an issue with your course, that's when you reach out to Professor Crane. He's the one who's going to send it to me, and then we'll figure out what's going on. Very rarely does that happen. Um, the other thing also you can see is if our, all of our systems are operational. If you go into Reginet and you try and open MindTap, it doesn't work. Go to Sengage.com and it doesn't work. We want you to go to the support page and check and see if MindTap is up or down. You can see we've got some planned maintenance uh, today that we're doing, so it might run a little slower. But if it's down, you'll see a big red or orange. Um, I can tell you that as long as I've been with MindTap, it has only gone down a couple times for more than a couple of hours. One of those happened to be the very first day of classes this past fall. Uh, right in the afternoon, it was down for almost nine hours, I think. Um, they tried to do some maintenance and messed everything up. So um, very rarely does it go down. Uh, so if you're, if you're trying to use that excuse, you need to go to this page first before you send Professor Kring an email and say, an email and say can't do my homework, mind taps down. Okay? Any questions on that? All right. I'll give you back to Professor Crean's capable hands. Do you have any questions? Question. Yes, sir. Uh, how integrated is the Androids and uh, iPhones? It really, you can't do any of your activities on your iPhones or Androids anymore. We do have a new app that we're just launching. It's called Cengage Read. You can download the ebook to your phone. Whether it's an Android or whether it's an Apple, it doesn't make a difference. You go to Google Play or the Apple Store and download the Cengage Read. We used to have something called the Cengage mobile app. We ended up having to crash that uh, because Microsoft got all over us about the fact that it wasn't just an e-reader because we had uh, other things you could do with it. But you still can download the ebook to your mobile device, whether it's Android or whether it's an, uh, an Apple product. You can download the ebook. It does have some read speak functions, but I think it's just the one voice and then the speeds and that's it. So that is out. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's real great, especially if you've got a tablet or a phone or if you've, you've got a commute and you want to have the ebook read to you, you can click the button and it'll read while you're driving. We don't want you trying to read while you're driving, that whole distracted driving thing. So, But yeah, it'll work on Android or on Apple without any, any issues there. Great. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Do you have any questions? I'm usually stumbling around here with my face on my phone, tripping down the stairs, trying to find an instructor. So just pull me inside. I had a, a one, one girl introduce herself a couple minutes ago, had a question. I just happen to be sitting here in the atrium. So if you've got questions during the semester, let me know. If you've got feedback, we want to know about it. Good, bad, or indifferent, we want to make Minds have a good experience for everybody. So we're, we're happy to welcome those comments. I'll give it back to you. Thank you, sir. Be around next week. I'll be here every day. <laughs> okay, good enough. Every day, but at least some part of it. Appreciate you.
Uh, yeah. Let me get back to the lecture now. Now, uh, as I had told you, I podcast all of the lectures. And I do it on my own private website, as well as uh, through Apple iTunes. I'll show you that real quick here. Uh, so that now this is not a replacement for coming to class, for God's sake, because really, is there some? Oh, uh, I, I write on the board, and of course, you're not going to see that. And that can be a real problem for listening. But the podcast is great for review of your notes because you'll find that your notes will be incomplete because I pour a lot of terminology at you in this course. Now, as far as that goes, the lecture and the book, I follow the outline of the book, but there will be things I say in the lecture that are not in the textbook. That would be a subject of a quiz or an exam. The textbook will get you through all of your homeworks without any lecture. But as far as getting ready for quizzes and exams, you need to know what I've said in the classroom. And that means you need to take really strong notes as you go along and read the syllabus and know the rules of the class. Generally, you use the, the, your notebook only if you have an accommodation or I say, bring your, note text, uh, your notebook um, uh, out because we'll be doing a lot of work in Excel, as I said. Now, um, really quickly here, I'm going to take you over. This is my own private education website where the podcast will be published. And then from there, Apple iTunes picks them up with its spiders and puts them in Apple iTunes. But this is all last semester because I haven't started anything yet for this semester. But as you can see, for every lecture and every section, you can just click on this and it will play in your computer's native player. QuickTime, probably if you're using a Mac, and uh, Windows Media Player if you're using a PC. And it'll play right there for you. And, or if you don't want to go to my creepy ass website, you can go over here to, and it picks them up. I mean, it's like blinding speed. Billions of websites and they're able to grab these podcasts within minutes. So you, as you can see, this is last semester's FIL 240 courses, which is the only ones that I do the podcast for. My advanced courses, I don't. But you can get it over there as well. And of course, that's convenient for you. I've been doing this with Apple. I was one of their first podcasters that they ever took in as an education lectures years ago. So I think in their archives, they probably got a zillion of my lectures. But let me show you over here. Down, okay, first of all, assignments will be showing there just as an extra warning what's coming up. And then I've got a scrolling marquee. And that's, if I mention a link in class, I might uh, some link to some topic in class, it'll be there. If I die, I'll put it up there that it's happened and when I'll come back to finish my lectures. And then down here, you will see that these are the, these are the complete courses for dozens and dozens of classes that I've taught here. So if I give a lecture, say, on bonds, and I didn't do so well on that lecture this time, you can go back to any one of these semesters and find that lecture and play that one and see if it makes more sense to you. So you've got that resource. And then I have some other uh, 
information over here for you, uh, some links. And also, if you, in, to see where, what I do when I'm not a professor, this is my Amazon storefront where I sell my artwork. I also do art shows and art exhibitions. So when I talk about business, I'm an actual business person, and I have been for a very long time. So you can see here what I do in that. No, you can't afford my artwork, so stop thinking about it. So, but anyway, these are extra resources. Now, let me uh, do something else here. Going back into ReggieNet. First of all, ReggieNet is an abomination hated by God. It's terrible. And it will, it has even this habit of making students submit exams and then it'll say they didn't do anything. Uh, so I, we try to avoid it. But there are some things in here that are important for you. Let me go through this very clearly uh, at this point. We are in the 21st century, if you haven't noticed, and technologically, we are getting to the point where there are a lot of tasks, and this has been going on all along, that make our lives easier. There's a, there's a kind of a war going on in the quantitative subjects here in the College of Business. There are the traditionalists who say they should use formulas to do everything. Put in the numbers, calculate them out. And then there are the accounting classes, they use tables, am I right? They're still using tables in accounting. Yeah, the present value and future value tables. And I mean, that's uh, literally the tables are 19th century. And I am much more into using Excel and a financial calculator to do that kind of grinding work. One, because it's faster and you won't be as likely to make an arithmetic mistake, but also because in a financial calculator, you can change one parameter and see what it does to your answers. Okay, we're calculating a home mortgage. What if I change the interest rate? What does that do to my payments? This makes it so that you have a stronger learning experience about what's behind the formula. The formula isn't as important to you. Now, as, um, but I'll show you something here. <coughs> in your resources tab, a little background. Back in the mid-1970s, Texas Instruments started coming out with scientific calculators, starting with the SR-70 and the SR-71. By the 80s, they were getting into the TI-88X, TI-80, 82, and all that. Now, the geek community was highly interactive with these companies that were in these new technologies. And they provided us with a virtual version of the 83 when it came out. And it, it's just awesome. It is the calculator, uh, the whole calculator, everything about it. And then they finally made that go away because they wanted to sell the calculators. And it showed up on the internet a bunch of places in the 90s. And then somewhere along the line, Google got a hold of it. And you could find it only through Google, uh, their Google uh, resources site. And then they locked it down. Well, I went back to all my old archives, well, floppy disks and all that, some years back. And I found my copy of the program. Here it is. Uh, clear down here. Yeah, now this works only on a PC. Macs are not built for quantitative work. But if you've got a PC, you click here and you will download the zip file. And we wait for a little bit here. 
Let me see if it showed up. Ah, there it is. You extract all, and there it is, the virtual TI-83. If you go to this, this is the calculator right here. It's VTI-83. Now, I, what I do is I, where the hell is the send button? There it is. D don't get old. Just put yourself in a home when you get to my age. Okay. Uh, uh, send to the desktop. There it is. Now, you've got the calculator on your desk. I've got it for different classes. Watch. There's the calculator right there. The whole thing, including apps, finance, finance, if you're from Decatur. Uh, I shouldn't say that, It'd get people mad at me. I'm, my, my mom's from Decatur. Yeah, I know, I used to see her down there at the truck stop. Uh, and it, you calculate mortgage payments, interest rates, time of the loan, uh, uh, how much you got left after, how much you got left to pay. All of it's right there so that you can, go, all what you need to do in my classes is know how to put the numbers in, what number goes where. This is how I will teach you Excel. And I can't even remember what I told you before the Cengage representative came in, but there will, one of our problems has been uh, employers are saying all these students are putting that they have, they know Excel and almost none of them do. And that's really honking off the employers. So what we're doing now is we're trying to make everyone Excel knowledgeable. In this class, we'll use Excel extensively in some places to get you into the flow of it. I also have a program, I say in the syllabus, no extra credit, but there is a place where you get extra credit. I've got uh, one of the leading firms in Excel training, it's called Wall Street Prep. And I work with them as do some other professors. And if you wanna get certified in Excel, you tell me and I'll put you into the list that I'll send to my contact at Wall Street Prep and you will take a video online course. It's, uh, it, it's got videos and then you do quizzes and a last exam and when you're finished, you are Excel certified. So if you're interested in that so that you can actually say on your resume, I have Excel, put it in LinkedIn, Excel certified Wall Street Prep. Most companies use Wall Street Prep, so they'll know exactly that you're, that what you know. That's going to be available to you. And I'll send out a message in a few weeks here, say if you want to do this, send me your name and I'll put you on the list for registration for the uh, Wall Street Prep. I think they, I'm not sure of right now, I forgot to ask Matt, the contact of mine. I think it's still $25 for the, uh, for the Excel certification, and that is gold. And we'll be doing a lot of that stuff. Excel is a vast, stupidly huge ocean of stuff. And there are all kinds of tricks and routines and all that. I learn something new every week in that stupid program. So yeah, we'll be using Excel and it will do you good, not just so you can be certified, but so that you can know how to make Excel really do a lot of things, uh, automate a lot of tasks. So that's out there right now, too, uh, for you to uh, think about. And when you want to get out of this, right-click, exit without saving state, and it's gone. And you can pull that up. Sometimes they'll say, bring out your laptops, open up uh, your t calculator. Other times, bring out your laptops, open up Excel, 
and we'll do things the different ways. And I'll show you some of the, I can't show you everything, but I can show you how you can use Excel. Now Excel is, for, for a class like this, probably the calculator is a great thing. You just get your answers, put them down on paper. But if you're in a business environment, it's much more likely that you would want to use Excel because obviously then you can have the file for others to use. You can print out your results. So that's why it's sort of a double edge, uh, double edge on this is you need to know both of them. But much more importantly for the long run, you need to know Excel. Getting down to the business of this class, I'll probably spill this lecture into Monday since we lost yesterday. What I'm doing in this class is I am, in this class, we are teaching you basics of finance, FIL 240, business finance. There's a second course, uh, FIL 341, intermediate, and then an advanced course too. But in this course, I'm going to start you out on the journey in finance. It's not that I want you to know about uh, become majors in finance, although I do like to see people come to the dark side. Uh, I, I'm not going to require that, obviously. But as a part of this course, every day from now on, we start the course, I say, let's look at the numbers. And I'm going to bring up the uh, markets, and we're going, you're going to learn how to read markets, look at numbers, and begin to interpret them, and know for yourself what is good, what is risky, what is not in your best interest to invest in. This is part of the course. Every day, you'll develop the terminology that will empower you to be able to make decisions for yourself instead of listening to talking heads or to friends giving you recommendations. You'll know how to do it yourself. And that will give you a power over your own life, that of your family. It'll give you abilities in business that you wouldn't otherwise have. Guarantee you that if you think you know how to invest, well, I use Robinhood. No, you don't. It is a world of cutthroat competition out there. I've been in this world, my former students, many of them are in this world, and I want to make sure you know that you can't beat the market. You have the masses of high-speed computers, literally millions of traders, all of them after one thing, the edge, and they are going to eat you alive if you go out there and think you know more than the market does, know more than they do. I've been there, I've lived in that world. Uh, but, you see, that's the difference, is that in these courses, we're teaching about the long run, how to be responsible investors. Yeah, you can take your side bets if you want. I do, but at the same time, your responsibility to yourself and to your future and to those around you is that long run. And we'll talk a lot about this in this class. We'll go through different aspects of finance. There are a lot of different careers. If you're interested, talk to me, and I will get you involved in it. But for the start of this course, I want to make sure that you understand a few basics. A, a finance is definitely not accounting. Definitely not. As a matter of fact, I tell jokes about accountants, and then they find out that I've done it, and they nip my heels. Uh, you know, jokes. Uh, uh, if you've got a bus half full of accountants going over a cliff, what have you got? Well, a waste of empty seats. Yes. Uh, accountants. Uh, uh, why do accountants walk in groups of three? One reads, one writes, and the other keeps an eye on the two intellectuals. Uh, Okay, now you can tell the accounting teachers and they'll come back to me. Did you say something bad about us? No, yes. Uh, 
Okay, getting that out of the way, accountants by their profession look at numbers that have already happened, and that means nothing whatsoever to us. The past is gone. We need to know what is the expectation of the future in every event. The book value of that asset? Well, I don't care about the book value. I want to know the replacement value. What's it going to cost the next time I do it? Well, this costs us $25. Oh, how much was the opportunity cost? The cost of the best foregone alternative. That's important to us. Opportunity cost is the cost of the best foregone alternative. Opportunity cost is the cost of the best foregone alternative. Now, if I keep saying a definition, I guarantee you it's going to be on a quiz and or an exam. So I will just say these over and over. You're getting the sense of the pace of these lectures now, is that I pour information at you. We care about what is about to happen. The past is gone. That stock price right now, <coughs> excuse me, that price includes all of the past information. You can extract nothing from the past. Well, I look at these charts over the last two years, and that's what, uh, no. Why are you doing that? The price now has already included what has already happened. You see, stock prices, securities prices in general, are just like a chessboard. The current state of the board is all that matters to the next move. Whatever happened to get to that state is irrelevant. Your next move is based upon what the board is like right now, where it stands. That's what stock prices are. It's a physics principle. Everything we do, the equations you see, they come from the world of physics. Truth be told, some of our most fanci fanciest formulas were kind of ripped off from physics textbooks. Uh, that's, all, that's what we do. We are applying the laws of nature to a discipline called finance. Now, on another subject in the same regard, Let's make sure we understand, you understand that, okay, one of the things I do, I'm, I'm an international teacher. I teach Central America, West Africa, and we have the, uh, there's a little bit of a disconnect there sometimes because they've learned to conceptualize economic activity in a way that is so different from how we do in Western capitalism. They, they, they see different goals, different objectives, different uh, parameters than we do. We are after one and only one thing, maximization of value. That's all we care about. None of the other factors matter. We are of the mind that if we all pursue our own interests to the extent possible, that creates the best environment for an economy to thrive. Let me explain it to you in uh, more basic terms. Uh, you, sir, are a bread maker. You make bread. You're the only bread maker in town, so you can charge whatever you want, which means that you don't have to worry about wasting resources. You can take the flour, bleh, throw it into the bin. Up, oh, it's got a lot on the floor. Just mark up my price. Uh, and you hire your lazy-ass brother who sits in the basement playing World of Warcraft, eating Cheetos all day. Really? World of Warcraft? Elderly people's game? Okay. Okay. Fine. That's wonderful. You can charge the highest price you want because there's no one else in town. 
Well, here's the thing, though, is that you, sir, have you ever met someone who just doesn't deserve all the money he has? Yeah. Yeah. Here he is. I mean, Mr. Swipe left on Tinder. And there you are. I can do this better. All I have to do is not waste resources. I don't hire people who aren't maximally productive. I don't throw my wreath, my flower on the floor. I just do it more, the resources I have, more efficiently. That is called static efficiency, using your existing resources more efficiently. Static efficiency, using the resources more efficiently at a lower cost. That means that you can lower, charge a lower price. And you can get business away from him because you're charging a lower price. But here we have you, madam. You look at this loser and you say, what I could do is change the way, hire fewer people, make more automation. You're changing factors of production. The, fa the way the factors of production are arranged is called technology. In your lives, you hear this word technology and you think it has all to do with computers. Technology in your home. Technology um, <clears throat> in your car. Technology in your ass. No. Technology is merely how you arrange the factors of production. You are going to go to a new technology to do the same thing that he did at a lower cost. That's dynamic efficiency. Dynamic efficiency is changing a technology to create a lower cost output. Dynamic efficiency, changing a technology to get a lower cost of output. And then that means that you can offer a lower price than him. Now understand this. You are not doing this because you love your customers. That's what we say. We are here for our customers because they are the most important part of our business. You know, quiet music, music in the background. No, you are doing what you are doing because you want to drive him out of business, put him, and he wants to do it to put that guy into bankruptcy so that their kids will have to go to University of Illinois instead of Illinois State University. You don't give any care at all, except that you're going to make money because you took their customers away from them. Don't make a mistake and don't get gooey-eyed. We love Mother Earth. If it's a good marketing scam, yeah, I'll say it. Damn it, I hug trees every night. Buy my product. Blink, blink. Does that sound cold? Here's a problem, though, with your, this approach. What happens? You've got the lowest cost, lowest price. What happens if your bread tastes like ass? Yeah, that's all right. You know, mom tries to drag her kid. No, mommy, I don't want that bread. That bread tastes like ass. Oh, shut up. There's kids starving in China. They'd love to have an ass sandwich. <laughs> That's right. You're not going to sell ass bread. Someone over there, what's wrong with that? <laughs> but you understand that the, there are limits on what we do. There are legal limits. You will push the boundary. There are famous rich business geniuses who broke laws 
and they got by with it. But most people are a little more risk averse than that. Bill Gates, he deliberately violated antitrust laws that had gone back to the 19th century, but he calculated that he could get by with it long enough that he could become so wealthy that they couldn't hurt him for what he had done. You also have the customers who can talk to each other. Well, no, that bread tastes like ass. And uh, uh, on Yelp, good bread at a cheap price, but still, I don't like the ass breath. You understand what I'm saying here is that there are limits on what we can and should do. And we don't have to listen to people like Herr Greta and those people to know that there is an environmental issue out there. Climate change is real. Businesses are busting their asses now. It's not a joke. The companies that I am working with, that I know, they're executives, they are preparing for bad times ahead, okay? So you understand that we do have that responsibility, not just for the world, but for the survival, the long-term survival of our corporations. It doesn't do any good for a corporation if the climate change wipes out all of their warehouses and facilities on the coastal, uh, on the coast. That's the reality of it. No, it's not because we want to save the earth. No, we want to save our butts, for God's sake. So when you are ignoring some of these problems, you are ignoring them at the peril of your own value, which is the present value of the future expected cash flows. So we have to look at it from that perspective as well. But, there, but be, take that all away and understand that underneath all of this is that in our world, Greed is good. Greed works. It forces us to be our best. Why do we need to be our best? Because someone is always behind us to take it away from us. If you think the world is made up of nice people, I guarantee you it's not. Nothing is free. Nothing. And you're thinking to yourself, well, love is free. No, it's not. I was in the army. Uh, it's, Look, understand that we have to believe in ourselves and in ourselves at our best. Here's the danger that is facing all of you and me. This sounds really great, this chat GPT. You know what I'm talking about? That thing that can write your essays for you? Well, here's the thing is I've got an AI that I can use to find out if you did use an AI. AIs have not gotten to that point yet. First of all, artificial intelligence is a marketing thing right now. Uh, 10 years ago, I would have said AI is 25 years away. I will tell you now that it's three to five oh, years away. True AI. AI, what's really artificial intelligence, has self-awareness. They don't have it. Not yet. Uh, there's hints that they're getting it, and that's scary as hell. But that AI isn't going to go, going to go after the guy who lays bricks or the woman who, may, uh, who uh, fixes burgers at the McDonald's, or the uh, lady who uh, does things like builds homes. It's going to go after us, our jobs, the jobs that require skills, knowledge. Hell and finance, they've already got these algos, algorithms, that can do the work of 50 analysts, and they can do it in the blink of an eye. They've got these algos in some of these places now that can just manage inventory flows. They can uh, 
hell, they've even got marketing AIs now. They can produce an entire commercial or a marketing campaign, <coughs> including the videos and the voiceovers and the creative artwork. Hell, in my business, I am now don't even have to fight so much with the terrible artists I'm competing against at an art show. I have to deal with these damn AIs that are making art that looks like it was done by some Renaissance master. It's that bad, and it's bad for you, it's bad for me, and what are we going to do about it? Well, well, probably there will be riots, but more importantly, we got to be our best. What used to be science fiction, we would write about warnings for the future. Well, it turns out the damn future decided that was going to be their manual for getting it done. And so know this about the future, is that it's going to get even more cutthroat because there is no humanity whatsoever in those AIs. They will do what they have to do without any remorse whatsoever. I'll tell you a story. Years, some years back, Coca-Cola has a formula for Coke, and it's locked in a vault. It's a secret. Somehow, someone got their hands on it and turned it and sold it to Pepsi. Well, what did Pepsi do? Does anyone know what Pepsi did with that formula? They returned it to Coke. Now, that was an act that was interestingly almost human, but they did it. And it was like this. Somehow, Coke, and this was captured in a retired CEO of Coke, he said, if Pepsi didn't exist, we would have to have invented it. Because it's only through our competition that we are at our best. We don't need to live in a world where everything is perfect. Competition makes us strong. In the ancient writing, uh, uh, The Odyssey, uh, Odysseus was offered immortality and he said, go to hell. I want to live a life and risk dying because that's the only way to live. So competition is the best of all possible worlds. So if you're a socialist and all of that, well, you know, go for it, but not in this world that we're living in. You're going to fight for a job. You're going to have to be better than someone else. And I'm going to make uh, that, uh, myself part of that journey. Thank God I'm the best professor you've ever had, and that will help along the way, and I'm not modest about it either. But it, it, no, the first thing that I have to tell you is that we are not accounting people. We are, numbers are, um, are just one means to an end. Technical analysis is when you break down the numbers and we'll do ratio analysis and trend analysis and all that kind of stuff. And it's important to know that. But beyond that, with finance people, we go behind that. We ask the questions that are deeper. Why did this happen? What is going to keep us from making this mistake again? Or how can we keep this growth trend happening? Those are the kinds of questions that we ask about. It's not just the how much, it's also the what if and the why not, because that's the future. And that's what we are involved here in finance. So I invite you on this journey with me because you will be a stronger person in your mind and also in your interactions as you fall deeper into the capitalist system. And we will rock the world. We've been doing it for a long time. 
And no matter what we might think about capitalism, it is a hell of a lot better than communism or any of the other systems that have ever existed. Look, 50 years ago, there was so much starvation and poverty in the world, it was ridiculous, it was insane. Well more than 75% of the people of the earth were hungry. We have made gains to the point where now we have enough food to feed the world. Our problem right now is distribution, okay? But think about that. Our system, capitalism, whipped the ass of communism. We came to dominate the entire planet. And we're still in that process now. We fight the Chinese. We fight the Indians. We have to be our best. And if we are, then the whole world benefits. Just like everyone benefited from your bread, not because you wanted people to have a good product. You didn't give a rat's ass. Well, if you do, that's fine. Tell that to your, your priest or whatever. Tell it to your dog. I mean, but... For the time being, we have, for the real world out there, we need you to be as greedy AF without breaking any laws. And if you do, don't tell me about it, unless it's profitable and then I'm in. Okay. I don't usually let classes go early, but for today, that's all I have for you. I thank you.